0: Next on BYU Sports Nation, Max Hall and tackling the bigger issue within high-profile football.
1: Former NFL linebacker David Nixon takes us inside the mentality of an NFL locker room and how this affects so many lives. Plus, our BYU-Texas
0: preview
2: continues with Longhorn football insider Chip Brown. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Now from Studio B... Your hosts, Spencer Linton Happy and Jerem Jordan. Happy
0: everyone. We are that much closer to Texas. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. Wednesday, September 3rd. As a matter of fact, what is up? BYU Sports Nation live on your radio, television, and other media machines presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. My name is Spencer Linton. Teamed up with the curator of Thor's Hammer, Jerem Jordan.
1: Mm. That would be fun. I, although, if I wanted to uh, rearrange it, I could not. <laughs> right? Just Just like, I need not even the Hulk can lift that thing up. Right?
0: Are my introductions never good enough for you?
1: I used to kind of cheat it and kind of look what you had prepared. You know, I don't do it that anymore. Ruins so now, it. so yeah. now I'm like, hmm, what's he going to say?
0: Make it, yeah. Let it, let it, yeah. let it that soak was a good, in organically. That was good.
1: I think that most of them are pretty good.
0: Thank you. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. Last night, Jeremy and I put our rock star caps on. Well, not really, oh, did but they? we wanted to. We were hanging out with the, uh, the band Fictionist oh, yeah. at
1: a music video shoot. And thousands of fans at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. It was great. It was, I, I thought it was really fun. We had a great time with the fans that showed up there and uh, were in the music video. I like Fictionist already, um, so it was fun to, to be there. But we had Jacob Jones on the show yesterday, uh, shot this music video. So for a couple hours, we were at Lavelle Edwards Stadium last night. It was fun. It was really fun.
0: It will be the new open for Countdown to kick off our hour-long pregame special on BYU TV that my friend Jerem Jordan, the curator of Thor's Hammer, produces I'm the most
1: excited to get this open because it's for that (laughs) show, right? It's going to be great. It's going to be—we'll hopefully have this in the next several weeks. Uh, Trust me, you'll know, and we'll let you know when that's ready to go. But it's going to be fantastic. It takes it next level. It really does. Michael Miner, uh, the senior coordinating producer here— produce this, he did the same thing at ESPN with Aerosmith, so he knows. Oh, okay. So he knows what he's doing. So we're pumped to see it.
0: Join our conversation twenty four seven using the hashtag BYUSN and start with today's Twitter question.
1: Okay, we've talked a lot about David Ash, Espinosa, Turner, Johnson, these guys out with either injury or suspension at Texas. So what's your level of confidence heading into BYU at Texas Saturday? I. I think this is interesting because we had a conversation last night with some folks that weren't so confident. You and I are brimming with confidence, like BYU's offense right now, that BYU has a good chance to go in there and win. Yeah, they you don't know, care. It's, it's going to be a tough game. I realize that.
0: They don't care. We're like, dude, the, the starting quarterback and the starting center are both out. This has to help I'm BYU. I'm like, I'm not buying it. I hate backup quarterbacks. Yeah, it's our BYU, curse.
1: BYU is scared of the backup QB. Like the, there's this <laughs> weird thing.
0: <laughs> and it is real. The substitute real teacher. Ah! Yeah. At De real Behind. I am 75% confident. That's pretty confident. In a win, I take it. Big road games on the road scare me big time. But I can't take off
1: my blue goggles! Yeah, I'm trying to find mine right now. Oh, BYU Hashtag mess with Texas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hook em, <laughs> horns, nut. You know, all, all this going on this weekend.
0: BYU Sports Nation simulcast and beautiful <laughs> radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Rise and shout. It's time for a very intriguing edition of What's Trending.
1: What's Trending in BYU Sports
2: Nation. Topic one.
0: A bigger issue. Yesterday, the Arizona Republic reporting that former BYU and NFL quarterback Max Hall was arrested for shoplifting and cocaine possession. Police found a clear plastic bag that contained two hypodermic needles, a metal spoon, a lighter, and a white plastic pill bottle. Okay, initial reaction for me, stunned, obviously. Yeah. But then very quickly, it became in my mind a pray for Max and his family type situation. This is, this is a very serious issue for a lot of people and a lot of athletes, especially former athletes.
1: We'll address this today. This is, this is bigger than just Max. I think that Max brings the conversation bigger, which is addictions in football. We'll get to more on that in a minute. But yeah, dis- disappointing and sad to see that that happened with Max. And now, it, and I really enjoyed an article by a column by Gordon Monson in the Salt Lake Tribune. It's not the time to mock or ridicule yeah it's the time to try and help not just not just Max Hall, people like Max Hall in football or not that have addictions that they need help.
0: This is not a time to judge or ridicule, criticize it's not about the color of uniform that you wear. This is about helping a problem a person with a real problem. this is a human being, and it affects so many lives. I'm willing to bet that almost everyone listening today, if they're not immediately tied to someone that has had a drug situation or they themselves, they, they know somebody, a friend, or any a kind cousin. Of a,
1: any addiction. Any
0: addic- addiction problem. It, it affects so many lives, and that's what it's become
1: about. And in football, I understand that society, we've created this glorify football, right? So do whatever you have to be to be big, fast, strong, all of that stuff. And so that's created an environment in locker rooms where guys uh, have addictions and that they seek relief from the pain to be able to play. And then when college ends, all of a sudden that pipeline's gone unless you go to the NFL. Most guys don't do that. And so then you get to the NFL, and then it's a whole other thing. But, yeah, this is an issue that, that uh, you seek an outlet because of football to, to feel a certain way. And, and unfortunately with Max Hall, you know, he was found with cocaine. And yeah. we wish the best for Max and want to help him in any way that we can or people that we know around him, but uh – uh He needs support. People like Max need support.
0: Several prominent BYU alumni have sounded off on this. We'll read you some tweets from Rob Morris and Chad Lewis in just a bit. But right now, let's bring in another former BYU and NFL linebacker, a guy who spent four years in the league. He lived around these very situations that we're talking about, played with Max Hall, and now joins us on BYU Sports Nation. His name is David Nixon. David, you had some bumps and bruises, certainly, in your career at BYU and in the NFL. What kind of a situation are we dealing with here when you talk about pain medications and drugs and these issues within high-profile football.
3: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a very serious situation, obviously, and you guys have kind of touched on it a little bit, but, uh, you know, especially in the NFL, your whole job rides on the fact that you're out there on Sundays, and, uh, you know, if if you're fighting for a position like a um, lot of us were, then, then you have to do whatever it takes to get on the field, and, and oftentimes that, that that resorts to taking some pain meds to, to make sure that uh, you can get out there and play, so... Um, it's a serious issue and a lot of guys are battling with the daily NFL and I, I think in the last few years you've seen the NFL take a harder stance on it um, and, and they're realizing this is a serious issue and they, and they tried to step step up to the plate and, and help those guys but uh, the fact of the matter is you, you've got guys that uh, because of those injuries, um, you know, those pain meds are what kind of gets them through the day and gets them through practice and, and gets them to game day so they become dependent on them and, and unfortunately create that addiction uh, which is obviously hard to shake so uh, it, it's it's a real issue. Um, I saw guys struggle with it, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of help out there if those guys are willing to seek help. Uh, off, oftentimes it takes uh, a lot of uh, maybe, um, you know, events to occur to, to where somebody is, is willing to seek for help. And, uh, and you hope in this instance in particular that this might be the one that that might help max uh, reach out and and get some help
0: yeah that's that's what i assume is the encouraging part is now that it's out he doesn't have to hide from this problem he can get help nobody wants to admit their closet demons because it's embarrassing and it's frightening but now that it's out you kind of feel like changes can start to take
3: place exactly yeah and you know i I know max very well just saw him a few months ago um and we we chatted i know his wife very well and, and their families i mean when you play for BYU and, and you touched on with with Chad Lewis and, and Rob Morris, I mean we're a big fraternity, and uh, you know I spent a few years there with Max, one of my best years, my, my junior senior year. He was my quarterback, and um, you know we were team captains together, et cetera. And 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 so when you hear one of your brothers um, like this, uh, you know struggling, all you can do is just is think for them, hurt for them, and and, and want to do anything possible to help them out. And uh, that's that's kind of what's been these last twenty four hours since I found out. It's kind of been a big uh, punch to the gut and. You just pray for him and, and hope that, uh, you know, if any way possible we could help or whoever could could help and reach out to him. That, that's what you hope for him and his family because um, because this issue is real. And I think, uh, you know, a lot of people think this is just amongst athletes, but this is, like you guys mentioned, it, it touches almost everyone. Everyone knows somebody that's been addicted to drugs or um, had some type of struggles in life. Uh, it's a real issue, and, and um, you know, it's it's time that – Everyone helps, you know, everyone helps out, and, and once again, it's time for, for people to, to seek help and um, hopefully be able to overcome them.
1: David, is it unrealistic that we've created this physical standard that you have to be as big and as fast as you can, and then all of a sudden when college is done, you don't have the access to maybe the pain medication to, that you took or maybe uh, just to deal with the situation? Is it unrealistic, the standard that we've given to football players in general?
3: I think it definitely puts uh, the, the players in a predicament, no question. I mean, you've got guys that uh, coaches are pushing you to get out on the field and play, um, you know, they, they need you, especially if you're an integral part of the team like Max was as quarterback. I mean, he is the the guy. So despite injuries, uh, coaches, you know, in the NFL, et cetera, we're, we're pushing them to, to get out there and play. So, um, you know, it, once, again, once again, it all comes down to do whatever it takes to really get out there on the field. And, uh, and unfortunately, sometimes it comes with a toll of, of taking a toll on your body as it has in this case, I mean, it's just it truly is sad. But, uh, you know, like we mentioned earlier, hopefully he can seek some help and, um, you know, hopefully get over this. Max is a great guy. I I I love Max. He's a stud. Um, And we all have our own issues. uh, But uh, some of them are obviously made public, like this one is. Uh, But at the same time, hopefully he has this kind of supporting cast, which I know he does in his wife and family, that uh, will hopefully help him get over it.
1: David, how did you deal with trying to stay on the field in your career at BYU and in the NFL?
3: You know, it, it was tough because I did. I had my share of bumps and bruises. I had my share of, of surgeries. Uh, it was actually interesting in the NFL. I, I broke my hand when I was with the Rams. And, uh, interesting story here as far as pain meds go, I, I uh, you know, was had surgery and they, they gave me the uh, Percocets and lower tabs to help get over it. And, uh, you know, hand surgery is kind of minor, so I, I was able to wean myself off them pretty quickly. I, I've always been kind of afraid of, of uh, painkillers for, for this exact reason. But, uh, Kind of weaned myself off within a day or two, and I remember going to my trainer uh, with the Rams, and he asked me, you know, How, how's the pain coming along? I said, well, it's you know, it's pretty manageable at this point. And he said, uh, are you still taking your your painkillers? I said, no, nah, I've pretty much stopped. I've still got like basically a whole bottle left. And he said, well, bring those in tomorrow. Well, the next day comes, I actually forgot to bring them in, and he made me go home and get them. At that point, um, hmm. brought them right back up to the facility, and he disposed of them right there in front of me uh, because of because of you know what's at hand because of. Uh, the addictions that are that are going on and and what those painkillers can lead to. So, um, I, like I said, I think the NFL, I think college too. I think everyone's kind of waking up to realize that, um, you know, uh, same thing with with toradol. Toradol was a drug that was kind of given out freely, um, and they had a huge crackdown in the NFL on toradol, which is kind of an anti-inflammatory slash painkiller. Um, so, I, I think they're becoming more aware of it, and they're and they're trying to crack down on it because of because of what's occurring. Uh, but. Uh, I think they still have a long ways to go, and um, you know, once again, ho- hopefully, guys can can find ways to cope with the pain other than you know reaching out to these painkillers, and then obviously street drugs from there.
0: David, we appreciate the insight uh, into a, a really just
1: overwhelming topic at this point, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon.
3: Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, guys.
1: Let's read a quote from Rob Morris. This was on Facebook last night. Former BYU NFL linebacker. Uh, he said, I used to make idiotic comments condemning addicts and their low moral character. Mm. And then it was me. And this is addiction stinks. I hope he makes it through this and comes out better on the other side. It's a constant fight, much tougher than any football game I ever played in. Wow. This is a, real, uh, this is a bigger issue than just Max Hall. And that's what we're, uh, we've been looking at it in this first segment.
0: We will discuss more of this situation and how it is affecting not only Max Hall but so many people. Also, our Texas BYU week preview continues with Chip Brown of Horns Digest. What's the bigger loss for Texas, their quarterback or center? He'll join us live from the Lone Star State next. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU store, your home, for authentic BYU products, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B. At BYU Broadcasting. If you don't already, follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation.
1: This Friday, two days from now, about 48 hours minus 16 minutes from now, we'll be live in the BYU store. So forty-seven We'll be live (laughs) in the BYU store on campus for a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation as we get ready for BYU at Texas. Also that day, BYU women's volleyball against Washington. That's a top ten matchup. It's going to be fantastic.
0: It's an enormous weekend for BYU athletics. So
1: show up at the BYU store. We want to hang out with you. Uh, we'll throw out some free swag. It'll be great. Uh, And if you're not there, two hours of the show, baby. Can't wait.
0: What is your level of confidence heading into the BYU at Texas game Saturday? Given all that we've seen BYU do on the field against UConn and through fall camp and now uh, with the enlightenment that Texas is dealing with uh, some notable injuries and uh, what we call the battery of the team with the, the center and the quarterback both out. Joining us now to discuss more of that, Chip Brown, Texas football insider for Horns Digest. Chip, welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. How are you doing?
4: I'm doing great. Thanks for having me.
0: Glad to have you with us again. Obviously, the the rage of college football, all the news is about David Ash being out for Texas, and then you lose Dominic Espinoza, your starting center. And so now the job falls to Tyrone Swoops, and an inexperienced guy stepping in at center, what is the feel of Texas football as you approach this BYU game now with uh, trying to plug some huge injuries?
4: Yeah, I think if you ask most Texas fans, the sky has fallen on the Texas football oh. season. Um, you know David Ash was seen as the one guy, and maybe Dominic Espinosa as the second uh, most important guy, the two who could least afford to be injured and Espinosa's probably out for the regular season, and Ash may never play football again. So it's it's just doom and gloom in the fan base. Now, the coaches are obviously trying to coach up Tyrone Swoops, trying to build up his confidence and and get the team to rally around him. I mean, he was a heralded recruit out of high school. He played at a very small school in Class 2A called White Right. It's just he's an enigma. We just really don't know anything about him because the the little time he got last year when they burned his red shirt about midway through the season was purely mop-up duty. And so what what you all see on Saturday night in many ways will be what Texas fans are seeing for the first time. And
1: wow.
4: You know, the all we heard out of camp was that Ash was first and there was a significant drop between Tyrone Swoops and the true freshman, Gerard Hurd. So that uh, that's all we have to go on at
1: this point. What's a bigger loss, Espinoza or Ash?
4: Well, I think Ash because he's a four-year guy, and and he throws the football really well, and he's he's physical enough and athletic enough to run a little bit. And... And so I think Ash was the one who had more of the experience, big game experience. He played in the Texas OU game. The, he won on the road at Ole Miss. He won on the road at Oklahoma State. He's been in big situations. And and so the the natural thought was that as a four-year guy, he'd be able to step in and just move the offense with a defense that everything is sort of built around. So, now, you put Tyrone Swoops, who's just never been in the position of having to run the offense. And some guys, you turn on the lights and they're fantastic. Some guys, you turn on the lights and they shrink. So, we're going to find out what Tyrone Swoops is made of.
0: Chip Brown writes for HornsDigest.com, joining BYU Sports Nation has covered college football for 20 years. Chip, I guess natural inclination is now, well, you've got two stud running backs, Jonathan Gray and Malcolm Brown. Uh, you can always kind of rely on those guys and hope the rest of the offensive line can step up. Does this now become a run-heavy, let's-hold-on-to-the-ball-as-much-as-we-can type game if Texas is uh, hopeful to win this game against BYU?
4: No doubt. I mean, that as long as they don't turn it over, they'll take a punt um, because I think they feel that good about the defense and, and that's the big question. Can they operate this offense, move the chains, eat some clock, keep Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams off the field, and, and, you know, put some points on the board? I mean, at some point, Texas is going to have to score. Um, and the, the offensive line is a question mark at Texas. They, they played okay at, at best last week. Um, There, you know, there were some running lanes for, for Jonathan Gray and, and Malcolm Brown. Um, but there were turnovers. They, they gave up the only points in the game and they turned it over. Uh, David Ash collided with the, the guard who was pulling on, on a play coming off the goal line. Balls laying in the end zone. North Texas recovers it for a touchdown. So this offense has a, a lot of room for improvement the defense really got after north texas and and held them to less than 100 yards total offense so i think there was confidence built on the defensive side and i think there's a lot of uncertainty on the offensive side
1: it's so weird from a just a just a national perspective as a college football fan to see texas in this state and you had byu fans feel like maybe the start of something you know was the BYU game last year. Did that game and the way that Texas lost in some way scar Texas that is still being felt to now?
4: Well, I mean it started the avalanche that ultimately led to the firing of Mac Brown. Yeah. I mean it it the way that that played out and you know I was told before the season that Mac had reservations about Manny Diaz as the defensive coordinator coming out of the spring, and that that you know rubbed some people in what I call the the sphere of influence that rubbed them the wrong way because they felt like we're paying you five million dollars to make decisions. If you have reservations about the defensive coordinator coming out of the spring, then then fire him and hire somebody you have more confidence in. And there there was no no better example of. The lack of confidence on the defensive side of the ball than that BYU game last year. I mean, that was as bad as it could possibly be. Set school records for both schools. Obviously, records for ineptitude for Texas. And Charlie Strong has made that game a crusade for this for this team, this defense. Uh, he's told them that can never happen. And and this is you know this is a chance for you to go out. And show everybody how far you've come. And so, you know, I think this defense will be really inspired Saturday night. And knowing that David Ash and and Dominic Espinosa are out, there's more on their shoulders. And they'll have to they'll have to try to create turnovers and maybe even points. And and they know that.
0: Chip Brown, Texas football insider. Follow him on Twitter at ChipBrownHD, co-host of Chip and Chad on 104.9 The Horn. Okay, Chip, let's, we've, we've heard about Charlie Strong, and from a distance we viewed him, it's, it's clear he has uh, the motivation to go and get his team to be physical. I keep hearing the word physicality. Discipline. Yeah, yeah. Lo- a lot of pads in practice, and he wants these guys to be super tough. You're inside the lines. You're close to him and close to the situation. What has been the biggest difference that you've noticed since Charlie Strong took over the Texas football program?
4: There's just absolutely no wasted motion. So whereas Mac was, was great in front of the cameras, no one better uh, at winning a press conference and then working a room full of boosters, Charlie can, can do that, and he does it, but as soon as the the cameras are off or the, the function is over, he's back in with his players. It's all about the, the players for him. Everything he says is directed to the players. Everything he says in the media is directed to his players. And whereas Mac, everything was sort of directed to recruits and recruits' parents. Charlie's just in there. I mean, he gets up at 4.30 and he goes running and he... He's there at 6 a.m. when the players show up for the workouts in a full sweat and is constantly, you know, joking with them, saying, don't let this old man outwork you. And, you know, he's pushed them beyond their limits or beyond what they probably thought were their limits. But he moved into the dorms with them, you know. and He moved into the the dorms? Yeah, during camp. Wow. For two weeks, the coaches lived in the dorms with the players. Hmm. And, you know, that that said a lot to the players, that they would leave their the comforts of their home to to be in these little barracks dorm rooms and that they would get up and go to camp and have their meetings and do everything together and then retire at the end of the night in the same Jester East dorm <laughs> on campus. So, I mean, it, he's... It, but the players say it's not for show and it's not to get points in the media. That is... His way of connecting with these players, so when he pushes them, they they want to go there for him, and I think that that's what we're seeing on this on this defense. Now it's it's one game. BYU I think is better than the BYU team that that beat Texas last year, and in large part because Taysom Hill is better. At least you know throwing the football twenty eight to thirty six last week against UConn, three touchdowns, three hundred yards passing, no picks. And he ran for 97 yards. So, you know, this is, this is quite the challenge for this defense to show, hey, we really have come a long way.
1: Is there tunnel vision on Taysom from Texas fans in terms of, hey, hey, that kid with the knee, I know last time we had you on, the, the guy with the knee race, you know, for the Texas defense as well. Or is there an acknowledgement that, hey, Jamal Williams had quietly 182 yards as well and he's back for BYU after a suspension?
4: Hey, everybody left. Tire tracks on Texas on that offense last year. Taysom Hill, Jamal Williams, but they, you know, Taysom Hill's kind of he's Taysom Gump, you know, the kid <laughs> with the knee brace, yeah, <laughs> running all over him, you know, and and so I think that you know they're going to look to hit him every chance they get to try and try and slow him down.
0: Chip Brown with us on BYU Sports Nation, and uh, I guess we can call you the, the creator of Taysom Gump. Taysom Gump. Uh, you, That's you, tremendous. You never fail to deliver uh, with, <laughs> with something that makes us laugh pretty hard. <laughs> okay, let's, let's talk about what happens if BYU wins this game. If they go into Texas and upset the Longhorns, who I believe are still a 3.5-point favorite despite all the fallout and uh, ranked number 25 in the Coach's Bowl, if BYU wins this game, what happens to the state of Texas football?
4: Well, you know, based on what A and M just did to South Carolina and the buzz that A and M is now attracting, and they got two first place votes in the AP poll, um, which you know it's, it's a selection committee and and all that. But you know, the buzz around A and M is significant right now. If Texas was to lose to BYU at home after last year, um, it, it becomes a tougher message. In recruiting, mm. but Charlie Charlie Strong doesn't think the way anyone else thinks. It's probably like Bronco Mendenhall; these guys are they're tunnel vision focused on improving the players, and they're convinced that these players are going to get better and better as the season goes on. And he had a similar situation at Louisville his first, well, uh, Teddy Bridgewater's freshman year when. Will Stein was the starting quarterback. He goes down with a shoulder injury uh, two games into the season, and Teddy Bridgewater was thrust into the into the starting role. Now, he had the spring, and Gerard Hurd, the, the upside true freshman who's more dynamic than Tyrone Swoops, did not go through the spring, and that's why I think you're seeing Swoops get the first crack at replacing Ash. And they're saying they don't expect – Gerard Hurd to play. They're putting all of the confidence into Tyrone swoops. So, you know, obviously if it gets bad, you'll probably see Gerard Hurd and that's that's when you know it is rebuild at the at the quarterback mm-hmm. position. But, you know, there's a little bit of a obviously Charlie Strong will never use this, but the fans have to see that the cupboard at quarterback was left embarrassingly bare. That that scholarship you know, the position was completely mismanaged by scholarship, uh, you know, uh, from a scholarship standpoint. So, it, but that, again, this staff is just, hey, we're all about Tyrone Swoops. We got Malcolm Brown, Jonathan Gray, and we got good receivers and a really good tight end. So we're, you know, we're going to be fine. That's what they're saying, and we'll see if the players believe it.
0: Chip, always refreshing to talk to a guy who can call it how it is, and I'm sure this is a very difficult situation for the Texas fan base to be dealing with. But our BYU TV sports guys, will look forward to seeing you in Austin, and great to have you back on the show.
4: Hey, looking forward to Saturday night. Should be a really fun game.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Chip. Okay. Wow. I mean... A couple of things here. I just wrote down like 25
1: different notes that he said. The offensive line is a question mark. They played okay at best last week. That's against North Texas. Charlie Strong has made the BYU game a crusade for the Texas defense.
0: On Tyrone Swoops, he's an enigma. We just don't know what we're going to get. That could go either way. That could go either way. More on this. What a a day on BYU Sports Nation. We have anything to talk about? Oh, yeah, we're checking into practice, too, with the BYU football player after this. This is BYU Sports Nation. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting in crystal clear radio vision on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes or subscribe to the RSS feed on BYUsportsNation.com.
1: Last night there was a brand new sports show on BYU TV. It's called After Further Review. It's on demand online if you want to check it out. BYUtv.org slash DVR. Again, BYUtv.org slash DVR. Click on Past Events. Enjoy the hour Film Session digital telestration show with Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, David Nixon. Good stuff. I enjoyed it. Next level stuff, recapping Connecticut looking ahead to Texas. It's
0: so unique, and football fans, BYU fans will eat this stuff up. So, yeah, check, it, check out. it out. We also had an interesting conversation at Lavelle Edwards Stadium last night with uh, some of the BYU sports marketing folks, David Almadova, uh, notably,
1: mm-hmm. about how to pronounce the word crayon. Oh, this is a constant <laughs> Utah battle, isn't it? Is it crayon? Is it crayon? Which I think is the common pronunciation among many people.
0: This, was, this debate went on for, no kidding, like 20 minutes between the cheerleaders.
1: It, it eventually became like, so do you call it Hurricane Utah or do you say Hurricane because it's spelled like hurricane, but everyone says hurricane. And then it, it, went is to, is it, ma- it went to Missouri. Missouri or Missouri? Is it Louisville? Louisville? Somewhere in the middle? Nevada. Nevada. No, oh, oh, Oregon. It, Oregon. It's like... <laughs> we had this debate for a while. Crayon is a real... That is a, that is a uh, real pronunciation issue among people.
0: Crayon? It's not... It's, crayon, no, yeah. crayon. Yeah, I know. I say crayon. Crayon
1: is what crayon. a lot of people say. Crayon. No, it's crayon. I Listen, if you're hearing <laughs> us, you know this is... A common thing that comes up sometimes. Absolutely, coupon, coupon. You know what I'm saying? These are real issues. No, not real. No, not not really.
0: But I thought that was an interesting conversation. They also challenged us to talk about crayon on the show. So there you go, BYU Sports. That's why you mentioned that. I was like, exactly right. You said, please challenge us. Crayon's way too easy. Softball,
1: dude. I just hit that over left. We, (laughs) we team, team ball. Team team ball. ball. We just hit that over left field. Come on. Give us a better word, David Almodova. Let's go, brother.
0: Also trending in BYU Sports Nation. Did you hear about Tyler Haas ranked number the number one shooting guard in America according to Lindy's preseason basketball? That's North and
1: South America, I believe, from Lindy's. So that's great. T Haas, man. Daniel
0: Sorensen, according to an ESPN blog. This this is is funny. This is a fantastic story. Went into a temple, uh, the temple on Saturday. His phone overheated in his car. He's waiting, meanwhile, for the call to find out if he makes the fifty-three man roster. I take mine into the dressing room and just turn it off,
1: by the way, so it doesn't do this.
0: (laughs) Goes back out to the car. His phone won't turn on, which is like a built-in Apple thing. They are holding the phone. He and his wife Whitney up to the air conditioner, like cool down. I need to know. They're
1: waiting to find out. I need to know if I made made it to roster. And he made it. Ten minutes later, they found it. That's that, awesome. That's a really, that's a great really
0: story. funny story. Uh, Elder Anthony Bo Burrup, a BYU baseball signee, threw out the first pitch at Camden Yards for the Baltimore Orioles game at Mormon night last night. He's out of Pocatello. Going to play baseball for
1: BYU after his mission. The pitch looked good, too. Lefty, if I'm not mistaken. See, you, he, he did the right thing by not going to the hill. Oh, yeah. You don't go up to the bump. No, 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 no. Inexperienced people go to the bump. You'd think the experienced people do. No, you just go down there, just pipe it in. I'm not the guy to really you, talk you about this. You speak from
0: experience, Jerem.
1: Well, listen, yeah. Did I go up to the – I can't remember if I went up, but I was in a suit, and I was like I was like Hideo Nomo in there. I'm like <laughs> looking at the runner at first. It didn't – it was like stupid, and I grounded it. Ah,
0: What is your level of confidence heading into the BYU at Texas game? Hopefully it's better than Jerem's first pitch confidence.
1: Hey, listen to this. Uh, at Bridger Hill, stop it with the crayon talk, Spencer Linton, Jam Jordan, or I'm going to throw you over. Why Mountain or Why Mountain, Mountain, <laughs> Mountain, Mountain, M- Mountain, Layton, Layton. I encountered this issue That's with my Logan's l- kid's name, Layton,
0: or Layton. I encountered this issue with my last name, Linton. In Utah, it was Spencer Linton, Linton, l- Linton, Linton, Linton's. and I grew up in a city <laughs> named Clinton. Okay, Clinton, Linton
1: from Clinton, Clinton. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh,
0: it's a real Hashtag thing. Hashtag
1: pronunciation probs. Let's, Is there let's, a Twitter handle at pronunciation probs? Probably. I'm going to look at that. Let's
0: hit up right the now. Twitter machine, shall we? It's
1: Twitter time.
0: Your level of confidence heading into the BYU at Texas game, given the revelations that quarterback David Ash and center Dominic Espinosa will be out. At Spencer F. Davis. Nice name, bro.
1: Is this your alternate Twitter?
0: I'm about as confident in BYU winning as I am M and your guys' comedic <gasps> ability. Hey, hey! So not very confident.
1: What? Hashtag kidding. There you go. Okay. okay. There's no app pronunciation probs. After I. We leave the sketch comedy to Studio C. Huh? I complimented
0: way, your name.
1: By the way, so we have a, you know, a door we close before we start the show here. So Studio C is uh, rehearsing down there. They're going to tape Friday uh, for, I believe, season five. And they're just yelling. I'm like, what is going on down there? <laughs> it's them. Rehearsing, yeah, it, it was Whitney going, and the da, 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 da. I don't even know what she was. Yelling. I was like, "What is someone screaming?" Someone was Did they screaming? say was that Studio about C. us,
0: though? They're like, "What's going on in Studio
1: B?" Dude? The radio this people is yelling about sports, before and we were on, stuff. Before we were on TV, and we were in the conference room, and we would occasionally yell. Yes, we had people be like, "Oh, they're they're the sports people." <laughs> Is that my impersonation?
0: <laughs> it's the sports department. Yeah, yeah. There's we no the,
1: app pronunciation
0: probs. We were those guys. At J-Man 426, 8 out of 10 confidence level, the defense will be locked and loaded. Taysom could run all over them again, but we have to stop the run from Texas, he's yeah. talking about. Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, BYU has more to offer offensively than Texas does. I mean, trust me, BYU's brimming with confidence going into this game.
0: This has become an English lesson on BYU Sports Nation. At, the Twitter question always changes. At iSolmes. Okay. Please pronounce ornery, ornery, ornery on the air. Y'all out west don't know how to pronounce anything. Y'all.
1: There you go. That's, that's one. Okay. So how do you pronounce it if it's not ornery?
0: Ornery. Or, ornery. Ornery. Or, ornery. Or, ornery. This is, this is getting out of control.
1: On, like ornery? Like you're in a bad mood? I thought ornery, ornery was like ornate. Am I off on this?
0: Okay, before we break really quick, we're going to have a BYU football player join us in the next segment. One more thing from Chip Brown's conversation that you fo- found just absolutely eye-popping or ear-popping because it was, it was heard.
1: Uh, that the coaches spent two weeks in the dorms Yeah. during camp. I thought that was really interesting. I th- okay, here's what I'm a little afraid of, the Charlie Strong effect. That Charlie Strong can rally the troops into being more disciplined in week two, playing a different game against BYU— that he is into the Texas psyche of, okay, we're going to play football a different way. And that they will be tough. Yeah, And that if BYU cannot run, that they're in trouble. He's BYU's turned offense this... is based on the run.
0: Yeah, Chip Brown said he's turned this game into a crusade. Everything Charlie does is about the players. He's pushed them beyond their limits.
1: I think he's a really good football coach.
0: That's what I'm saying. That's of. what you cannot measure. We're, we're going to find out how they respond for their coach. A player's coach. Up next, more BYU-Texas discussion inside the BYU locker room. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products.
1: This Saturday, BYU in Texas will get you ready with a live one-hour pregame show. It's called Countdown to Kickoff, 6.30 Eastern Time, 4.30 Mountain. Dave McCann and Blaine Fowler live in Austin. Spencer Linton, Linton, (laughs) Brian Logan, David Nixon will be here in Provo getting you ready. Nowhere else has a one-hour live TV show getting you ready for BYU in Texas. It's going to be fantastic. The game, by the way on Fox Sports 1. So make sure you've got it. If not, you got to find that dude in your ward that has the channel. You know what I'm saying? The Steak Center's not going to have it anymore. I apologize.
0: Yeah. Do not miss the BYU-Texas game. What is your level of confidence heading into that game in the Lone Star State on Saturday? at BYU to NFL. I am super confident. I don't think we will blow them away, but I feel like we should win by 3-7 to seven points. Amen. Amen, brother. Any win down there, regardless of the circumstances, is a Big deal. Speaking of, you know what we should do? Big deal. No deal. See what I did there? Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
0: Not impressed, clearly. Let's go number one.
2: Big deal, no deal. The fictionist C2K music video shoot last night at LES.
0: This is a big deal because we had a rock band in Lavelle Edwards Stadium creating awesomeness for Countdown to Kickoff. I got... Really excited when I went inside the production truck and saw what was happening. Big blue. This is, this is next level. This is, you know, the, the opens you see for ESPN and the crazy stuff they do with major bands. This is that quality. Our guy, Michael Miner, knows what, how to mix sports and football. You are going to love this. This is a big deal.
1: Big deal. Fictionist played a set. And the song that the fans responded to the most was the song they wrote for the Countdown to Kickoff Open. It's called Momentum. We sampled it yesterday. It was really fun, and I'm excited to see this new uh, open for Countdown to Kickoff.
2: Number two. Big deal, no deal. Michael Davis starting over Jordan Johnson at Texas.
0: This is also a big deal because this tells me that Nick Howell, who is a secondary specialist and now the overall defensive coordinator for BYU, has great trust in Michael Davis because he knows what he's going to get from Jordan Johnson. He liked enough what he he liked enough what he saw in Michael Davis from UConn and late last year and his transition back over with that speed and all that stuff, that he is giving him the starting nod against Texas. This is a
1: big deal. I'm gonna go, yeah, big deal. Uh, th- there's a lot of questions here. Michael Davis is very fast. I thought he played a, a pretty stinking good game against UConn. Jordan Johnson in 2012 was really good at cornerback, as good as a BYU cornerback almost can be, and he was tremendous. He tore his ACL in fall camp 2013. He hasn't played in a while. So the question is, is Jordan Johnson ready to go? He's very athletic, very good. But coming off that ACL, senior year, is he ready to go? I'm excited to see the answer to that question. But for now, Michael Davis gets to start. Number three.
2: Big deal, no deal. The Texas pass defense versus North Texas.
0: And I believe that brings us to our stat of the day.
1: It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Heck yeah. Four, Texas had more interceptions, four, than North Texas had completions, three. <laughs> what? Now, now, I can't tell if North Texas is like the worst team alive <laughs> or if Texas defense is that good. I think that Texas has a good defense. They have an All-American safety in Quandre Diggs. Yikes. They've got a really good defensive end in Cedric Reed. Jordan Hicks is a tremendous linebacker. But uh, I'll, I'll go since I lead. I actually get to go first on this. Yes. This is fantastic. um uh, I'll go no deal because of North Texas. The mean grain. I'm
0: going to say this is a big deal because Taysom <sighs> Hill is going to face a defense that clearly is way, way better How than do we know that? They just Oh yeah, are. yeah, yeah.
1: Better than Connecticut. They're oh yeah. They're
0: better yeah. than Connecticut. Oh for sure. Okay, and so was yeah, they terrible. blew up North Texas. North Texas might be the 128th ranked team in FBS. I don't know.
1: Connecticut might be 127. Exactly, Who knows?
0: exactly. <laughs> Texas, and Texas, Antonio, Texas way is higher. going to present some way bigger challenges toward BYU, and so the fact that they can go out and do this, and they have the athletes to make those plays, yeah, that's that's a big deal for me. Hey, let's go to our Lone Star State connection on BYU football right now. T. John Caroma, starting center, freshman. T. John, what's going on, man? Hey, how you doing? We are fantastic. We have heard that you've been dubbed the strongest guy on the BYU football team, and that coming from your offensive line coach, Garrett Two J. What does it mean to you to be the strongest guy on the team?
2: Uh, I don't know. That's a that's a pretty big title. I don't I don't even know if I if I should uh, own that title. Um, <laughs> There's some there's some pretty strong guys guys and I've been able to lift with them but I, I don't know if I'd even call myself the strongest. Those guys are pretty strong.
1: Tijon, you started against Connecticut. Your first game in college, your freshman, you started. When were you told that you'd be the starter, and what was your reaction?
2: Um, well, let me let me think. I don't know. It was a few weeks into fall camp. I started running with the ones, but even then, I wasn't even 100 percent sure I was going to be the starter. It wasn't really until I don't know, probably a few days before Connecticut that I was actually sure that I was going to be starting
1: and what was your reaction
2: oh i was excited i was i was pretty nervous too but i was excited
1: you didn't miss a snap i thought you were uh spot on uh, oh, oh Jam- well, thank you. Jamal Williams did not mention your name when bab- uh, baptizing defenders, though. He did mention <laughs> Edward Fusey.
2: Oh, yeah. Uh, Fusey did his thing. Yeah, Fousey <laughs> did his thing. He really did baptize a defender.
0: T. John Karoma <laughs> joining us on BYU Sports Nation, the starting center, a freshman. You're headed back home to Texas, to your state. T. John, what kind of a reception and crowd do you expect for you and for BYU football there at uh, DKR?
2: Oh man, I'm I'm so excited just just to be in Texas. I'm I'm so excited for that. Um I I went to a few years ago, I went to a game where BYU played Texas and that atmosphere was crazy. So I'm just really excited to to be a part of that crowd. I mean, you know, their stadium holds what like 100,000 or so and I'm I'm excited to play in front of that crowd. Did you like the Longhorns growing up at all? Um yeah, a little bit. I if I was if I was going to say I was watching one team, it's probably the Longhorns.
0: What were you thinking last year when you saw BYU run all over Texas?
2: I was, I was showing off. I was like, hey, you know, you guys always talk about that Mormon school, but what's up now, you know? <laughs> BYU just beat Texas pretty good. What's up now, guys? The yes. only issue
1: is that the goal has to be 551 rushing yards, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, for sure. Hey, we'll see. Let's see.
0: BYU Freshman Center T. John Caroma joining us on BYU Sports Nation. How's the mentality of your football team right now, coming off uh, a solid performance against Connecticut, but now facing probably the biggest test you guys will have all year, at least in terms of road games, at Texas?
2: Well, uh, you know, we work hard every day. We're prepared. We just we know it's going to be a great team, and we're, we're ready for it. We're, um, we're excited, and uh, I, don't, I don't think there's anybody really too scared over here. We're just ready to go. We're excited.
1: Tijon, what was your welcome to BYU football and college football moment on uh
2: Friday? On Friday? Hmm, let me think. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Maybe that first snap. It was it was pre- it was pretty quick that first snap. But after that, it was, you know, I felt like, you know, I, I could hang with these guys.
0: It was also 14 to nothing pretty quick there. That uh, <laughs> That's true.
2: Oh, actually maybe that first Twenty play drive was was my welcome to college football.
1: You're like, hey, wait, coach! I thought we ran a two minute off. Isn't that a five? What's going on?
2: <laughs>
1: T. John, uh, what
0: I guess what what's the level of confidence now for your team, knowing that Texas has some key parts of their roster missing? I know that you're supposed to just focus on beating them as a team, but do you gain a little bit more confidence knowing that they have some key players missing? <clears throat>
2: Well, I mean, honestly, I didn't, I didn't even know they had any players missing. Um, I, that's news to me. But uh, I think either way, our confidence is, you know, through the roof. We're just, we're just ready to go.
1: The offensive line was talked a lot about last year. Mm-hmm. A lot of guys back uh, with experience, and then you and Ului Lapuahu decide, well, you know what, we're freshmen and uh, we would like to start. Uh, have you <laughs> talked to Ului about that experience of okay, you know what, we got to bring it with these upperclassmen right behind us, trying to get these starting spots?
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, as freshmen, we're, um, you know, we're just. We're kind of, you know, this is new to us, and we're really just pretty honored to be with that group. So, you know, we just, at me and Louie, you know, we're just, we work even probably harder, you know, just to catch up with those guys because those guys have been here for a while. So we really are just trying to be a part you know, a part of the rest of the offense line crew. Tell
1: us, uh, like, the one phrase that Garrett Touje uses the most.
2: <laughs> That's okay
1: for TV and radio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no you oh man I, <clears throat> that's funny cuz there's there's a lot of phrases that that I could that I can name but one phrase that he uses a lot is uh, walk down and get them all walk down, walk and, down get all. and get them all what is get that their, what is that about i don't know yet i <laughs> <laughs> i might have to ask him but he he says it a lot and it's pretty motivating so walk down and get <laughs> them all
0: okay i like it T. John Caroma with us on BYU sports nation the starting center because you were a freshman there has to be, like, an accelerated process for you and Taysom Hill to, to form a relationship and, and a bond there as the battery of the team, as the center and the quarterback. How is your relationship with Taysom, and how is it continuing to develop?
2: Um, well, I mean, when I first got to BYU, I was nervous. I was like, man, this dude, Taysom, that's important, dude. I don't, I don't even know if I can shake this guy's hand yet. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but uh, you know, I mean, we spent, a, you know, a few minutes before practice, a few minutes after practice snapping and stuff, and, and I, I think we're going – uh, growing closer as friends.
1: Well, you did a great job against Connecticut. Good luck against Texas. And I especially loved your high school film, by the way. I've never seen more pancakes in a single <laughs> offensive
2: lineman highlight video. That was cool. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: All right, T. John, we wish you the best of luck in your homecoming trip back to Texas as you take on the Longhorns on Saturday.
2: Yes, sir. Thank you so much. T. John Karoma. This was a great interview. Freshman starting center.
0: Yeah, very real person.
1: I lo- okay, I love that we can get some dudes from Texas that come play here, that know of the tradition and history and played good at BYU, played good high-level high school football, and come in, and this guy starts as a true freshman. That's amazing. I his
0: reaction was fantastic. What did you think about BYU and Texas last year? I was like, yeah, I see you guys? Yeah, y'all well, make fun of the Mormon school. school
1: what's up now?
0: <laughs> <laughs> up next on BYU Sports Nation, the rest of everything great across the BYU landscape. It's our Cougar Whip Around plus our Rise and Shout pancakes. BYU Sports Nation is presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Also by National Processing, credit card processing for your business needs.
1: Hey, future guests coming up, Roger Wallace, Texas radio analyst will join us. Michael Elisa, BYU Football All Access. Can't wait to chat with Michael. And then Friday in the BYU store, Ty Detmer, Harvey Young, Johnny Harleen, women's volleyball coach Sean Olmsted, among others, uh, guests for that program. So we can't wait it's a big week as we get ready for BYU in Texas. Let's go.
0: Tell your friends, this is the place for all things BYU sports on BYU Sports Nation. Chip Brown of Horns Digest. How about when we asked, what's the fan base thinking? Doom and gloom,
1: the sky is falling. <laughs> like, that's music to my ears. Wow. Fantastic. Let's play the game.
0: Today's Rise I'm and telling shout. you, they're on their heels. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Can we give it to two different entities? No. Um, You're right. We can. I'll
1: give one. Okay. Tijan Karoma. Yeah. I think he's got great personality. It was, we can't talk to guys that haven't had the chance to play in a game until after the first game. So this is kind of the first week of that. He's, uh, he's great. He's great. His, I'm serious on his highlight video when we did Sunday. He crushed fools. Like, <laughs> pour the syrup on the tape. Like, it was awesome. Yeah.
0: We also give a right shout out to Fictionist. Not to be confused with Fictionalist. It is Fictionist, the band. They created a new fun music time. video for Countdown to kick off. Yeah, that was, the song is called Momentum. It is awesome.
1: Hey, thanks to David Nixon, Chip Brown, and John Caroma, and everyone on our crew. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU Sports Nation.
0: Send in your tweets using the hashtag BYUSN at any time throughout the day. Our show on demand at BYUSportsNation.com. Follow the podcast as well. For Jerem Jordan, I'm Spencer Linton. Shout out to Joe Herrick. We're back to work in Radio Vision tomorrow.